Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 280th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by those sexy legends at Audio Technica and obviously 8bit.net. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, as always, my podcast, Right I Die, the Peely to my agent Jones. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ally Hart. Miss Ally Hart, how the bloody hell are you? Well, I'm doing good, doing good. I've already scoff down about three chai lattes i'm running on mild engines yeah we did uh we did sort of share our mutual love of the old chai latte before we started recording it is a very underrated beverage one must say it's a new sensation for me but i think i am liking it a lot more than generic shot of espresso you like that like just that little subtle sort of sweetnessy zestiness you get from the cinnamon yeah yeah i'm really Mm -mm -mm. enjoying it it's sort of like a, a year, a year t- like a year long. It's almost like Christmassy. Like the cinnamon reminds me a little bit yeah. of Christmas, but you have yeah. it any time, and it's the best. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's right now, it's sitting as a strong contender as being something for all year round. Is in regards to like being able to drink it hot and cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not very into iced coffees, especially ice poured over. Sorry, coffee poured over ice. Mm-hmm. For some reason, okay. it's just it's it's yeah, too bitter or too watery. It's not right. So fair. It's fair. Yeah, it's it's an acquired taste. The old iced coffee, especially <laughs> yes. if you're doing like nothing milky. Like if it is just mm. a, a a shot over some ice, it can still uh can still slap you around. And then when mm-hmm. you get it with the coldness, you're like, what am I drinking here, brain? What is this? <laughs> is it even working? Yeah, but uh, the coffee is working for me this morning. I'm just on the uh, I'm on the the Starbucks breakfast blend this morning. Actually, um, oh. oh, it's actually gone. I drank it all. I was about to have another sip. <laughs> I but saw you go for that. I'm like, oh, he's up for disappointment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because I didn't have my usual blonde pods at uh, at Woolies the other day, so I pivoted in the breakfast blend. It's uh, it's hitting hitting sweet. So I'm happy. Mm. I'm happy. But uh, something else that I think we're probably collectively happy about and that uh you know we've been hitting those sweet shots you might say is uh you know we're we're hanging out with all the cool kids playing uh fortnite no build you're back in the game with me miss hart yeah that's right finally installed and played a couple of rounds uh you took me under the wing and uh kind of showed me how to how the how the lay of the land is <laughs> and and we got some w's which was nice got some interesting team-ups with randos so it was us two and two other random people and to my surprise apparently our performance was good enough for them to want to stick around so that was shocking (laughs) considering that that's one of the nicest things that can happen in Fortnite. i think when after a match and you see people wanting to re-squad up with you that you don't know you're like oh I'm not as bad as I thought, or maybe we're just as bad as each other. Like, maybe you know? maybe we're missing like good weapons or something. They're like, yeah, that's it. What, what do they say? Misery loves company. So it's like, you know what? We died together. We're going to ride together. Let's let's go again, Brody mm-hmm. and generic name X Y Z with your like, obscure skin. Yeah, it was like it was like sexy girl something or other because I remember she's the well maybe he or she is the one who abducted me from the group. So, yeah, yeah that, that was a whole thing. So so we were like mid-battle and, and yeah, sexy girl, whatever, whatever, chucked you in the ute and you guys just booned to the other side of the map and just left me out in the wilderness. <laughs> At first I understood what they were doing. They were running people over because we were kind of surrounded. I'm like, I get this. I'll shoot. You run over people. But then at some point they went, well, let's just go to the other side mm-hmm. of the map. And I'm like, well, it's nice knowing you're B-Man, but we're we're starting a new life together over here. <laughs> We somehow managed to uh to to reunite later on in, in the match. Was did we win that one too? No, or I think we... we we got like top something though. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it's 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 good fun. Like it is. I know we've made fun of this game on and off for the last few years about no interest in playing, but mm-hmm. this no build mode edition that Epic have done is the smartest thing they've done with this game in. A good long time the, the player base it's had a nice spike 
more casual players like ourselves are getting in and having fun and finding yeah. it accessible. And then no doubt the additional revenue streams that they're getting from the, the ever-rotating store uh, would be also a nice benefit for everybody there at Epic, I'd imagine. <sighs> the store. I... The store's interesting. It's very enticing. So I know how they make so much money because every day there's like a refresh, something new, something different in the store. So um, it makes a lot of sense like why Epic has made like has Fortnite as this like massive money maker. But like I was going to get something, but then it's like you have to attach a credit card like you have to. And then they had PayPal. I'm like, sweet. And it's like, yeah, but you have to have a credit card connected to your PayPal. I'm like, oh, it's, it's annoying. I like it stopped me. So I've yet to buy anything. Well, I, I buy all the things. I have yeah, no self control. Really, <laughs> doesn't really shock anyone. I think, but it's fair. It's fair. Like, um, I wouldn't necessarily consider my person that's easily swayed to wanting everything, um. But there's maybe been like one or two things that kind of made me go, like, that would be cool. But I think I want to see how long, like, I play Fortnite for. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I'll get over it in a few weeks. So I don't want to drop a lot of money on it if I'm just going to not play it again. But if there's something really, really cool on there, then maybe I will drop some cash. I know we we're both very close to buying this, like, demonic flying hell beast mount. That, yeah. Uh, look, it was so unlike anything I've seen. Like, and I know we say this because we're <laughs> newbies and haven't touched this interface in years. Yeah. It could be a regular thing, but seeing that in there amongst all the other standard gliders and stuff, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I want to ride into battle holding on to some demon talons and it flying and breathing fire and whatever it, else. It was like, hooks. it was gangster. It was hooks. It had like little, like, like, like metal hooks that you would hold on to. And it's like, blowing fire and it looked like something out of doom mm-hmm. um and I, yeah it was pretty damn metal so i was like ah, it'd be nice to kind of fly in on that amongst all the cutesiness that's going on around here but snooze you lose and um wasn't able to grab that one yeah i missed i missed out too i i ummed and ahed and procrastinated for too long and it is out into the ether again now but then like was outside of playing with yourself i was playing with a uh, friend of the show nasi a little bit this week as well and he's got skins on skins on skins like every every new mode he's uh, every new match he's like oh i'm gonna play as the xenomorph now so you watch a xenomorph flying in hiding a millennium falcon glider which also looks br- brilliant by the way with like some crazy backpack and then like a giant pickaxe like it's just the combinations of like legendary pop culture characters Fighting other legendary pop culture characters doing ridiculous things is one of my favorite things in this game. It's like, oh, there's Wolverine getting shot by Predator who's getting chased by blah, blah, blah. And then there's Ariana Grande in the corner doing an emote. It's like, (laughs) it's just this melting pot of absurdness and I love it. Giant banana suit doing the dungeon style. Like, I do enjoy the chaos that is the lobby, like, before the game starts. And it's just... Like you got BTS over here, you've got another song going on over here. You got other people doing weird dances and actions and stuff. I just love that. It's a it's a mess. It is a mess, but I do enjoy that craziness before match starts. It's like like you can't fault Epic. Like I know we've sort of thrown shade from afar behind our ivory tower microphones over the years, but then jumping in there and I'm like, I, I understand this secret source now. Like it, makes sense. it is a melting pot of everything in pop culture. And it just somehow works. Like all these characters, all these tunes from the radio, all these dances and emotes from yesteryear. And it just comes together in this battle royale madness. And yeah, I'm very happy that no build mode's there because it's been some really good... Like I haven't touched Apex in probably a month plus, I reckon, because I've just been enjoying this and in other games. And it's it's so good. Yeah. I'm curious to see if we actually start seeing a kick in... Um battle royale content like i know that um call of duty warzone is going to be introducing (laughs) i think it's a mode (laughs) i think it's a mode with uh godzilla and king kong oh king kong's in it too yeah yeah so so i'm assuming you're going to be battling around and they're going to be just some npcs that sort of inhabit some of the map and maybe they can stomp you or you get bloody like what's the 
the element that Godzilla breathes. It's not fire. It's like it's like electric, like electric fire, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's something. But um, I'm assuming that's going to be splashing around the battle, the the battlefield, and you're trying to not only kill other people but avoid getting Godzilla or Konged. And it's it's a weird crossover, but I'm I'm intrigued at the very least. Like I'd play it once or twice just to feel it out. I want to see the scale. I want to yeah. see like how like massive they're going to be in contrast to you as a player, because that could just be cool, just seeing yeah. it happen. Like as yeah. an as like a map event. Most definitely. Like you think like they're they're going to be skyscraper sized creatures, and you're just this tiny little ant be. person. Like it would be epic in every sense of the word, and and obviously the the various studios behind all the COD iterations like it's it's going to be well presented it's going to be a big spectacle so i'm going to jump back in and give that a spin but yeah Fortnite, it's been uh it's been a lot of fun i've been enjoying my time with that yeah i i look forward to playing it a bit more and playing with more people and such um and to see if i do actually cave and at least at least get the battle pass so yeah you need to and and another quick just throwaway shout out on this game too is the audio quality on the on the lobbies when you're going cross platform is phenomenal. Oh, like 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 voice chat or Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I should have yeah been narrower in my focus there. Yeah, the voice chat. When when it's party chat and things like that, comparative to Yeah, we had no issues. No, nah, super clean, audio is slick, comparing that to Tiny Tina's, which is a great game in its own right, but the audio quality going cross-platform on that is a disgusting mess where obviously Epic's been doing this for a lot longer with Fortnite, but you can mm. see the uh, quality control they've put into making this thing be as smooth and seamless as possible. And uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about this game, Miss Hart. You know what they have in Fortnite? You can do your own custom like lobbies, lo- like lobbies yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't tried any of that yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Mm, too busy chasing those crowns. Uh, but haven't played anything else apart from that, Miss Hart. You the same? Yeah, exactly the same. Sorry, guys. The assignment's got me bad. Mm, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to do a super quick scatter shot on things I've watched, and then we can circle back. And if you've got some stuff you want to break down there too. But first and foremost, um, the, the latest episodes of Moon Knight... Moon Knight was very interesting where they took the story. There's only two episodes to go in that in this run now. Uh, really digging where it went. The, the vibe and the tone shift in episode four was much needed, I must say. Really, really intrigued to see how they finish up these next two episodes. And then jumping across to, to Halo, the, uh, the fifth episode of Halo dropped uh, this past week. And it was also a good tonal shift as I far heard. as where the, where the episode ramped up and they really really captured the magic of that halo large-scale battle fight um you know space space combat fighting the covenant and stuff and it ended on such a high note so i'm excited to see if they can keep that momentum going up in the back half of of this first season so uh they were good they were very good um if we pivoted to sort of uh, Brendan's Weeb Watch corner, uh, I have watched <laughs> all the anime this week. Uh, I finally finished the the first season of My Dress Up Darling. I love that show. It was so, so cute and heartfelt and I just want more of it. Like I was feeling all the emotions and it's just adorable and just I love it. funny just like, and I know this is bad because stereotypes, but just seeing someone that looks the way that you do, like, you know, fucking metalhead with the beard and you know, all black and stuff, you know, also funnily enough, kettle black when it comes to that. But just hearing you say, oh, I'm really enjoying this show called My Dress Up Darling. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's so cute. It's so cute. Like I've got such a soft spot for anything that's, that's just adorable and charming and cute and romantic. And it's got all those bits in it. Like, and it, it's so great. And Gojo, uh, he's, he's just an adoring, lovable, aloof, introvert that i think a lot of us can relate to in certain ways and seeing him and and marin develop this relationship or this friendship over over these 12 episodes has been and i'm hoping we get a second season because it's so good um outside of that a new show has just sort of dropped this past couple of weeks called spy x family which is about like uh and in air quotes a family that comes together so it's just a group of spies that are that have formed a family for the sake of this this big mission they're trying to um take over super cute super funny charming really really well written 
And um, yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. And then another show I binged all in you know, across 24 hours, 25 episodes of this show called The Ascendance of a Bookworm. So it's of that isekai style where someone from our reality passes away and they wake up in like a fantasy fantasy realm. Okay. And um, yeah, this character, she wakes up in the body of this young girl named Mine and she's sort of a frail girl, can't do much because she's sick all the time. But from present day, she was like a very introverted girl that loved books and loved to read and all that but because she's back in you know this medieval era where paper and things like that isn't really a thing so her goal is to like want to read all the books and, and open up a bookstore so it's that very like not a ton happens it's it's very relatable and just day-to-day monot- like you know for, for current day you could say it's like Seinfeld but um, in the anime realm where you know it's not these big momentous things it's just day-to-day happenings around this town and yeah. this little character she's so cute and just seeing all her present day smarts get reflected into this fantasy realm like showing them how to cook certain things or create certain things and and uh you know making making life better for people around. it was just really touching and really adorable and um yeah 25 episodes just flew by on that one and it's so good. And I've been watching so many other things, but I just wanted to highlight those and just shout out my dress up darling and Spike's family, especially because they're just so good. And I want more my dress up darling immediately. Please. And thank you. Uh, been watching Spike, anything? Spike's family actually sounds, it could be interesting. Like it might pique my interest a little bit, but no, I haven't really watched much. Just a lot of YouTube, just a lot of um, D&D. So. That's fair. Hmm. That's fair. It's good background stuff. Yeah. I, I still haven't taken that plunge because I know it's I'll long. fall down a big rabbit hole. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty addictive. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, but give um give Spike's family a look. It's on Crunchyroll. Uh, I think there's four episodes that are subbed and I think they've just released the second episode in the, in the dub. So depending on which way you want to go. But it's mm. sort of set in that say 1960s 1970s so it sort of got that look and aesthetic uh sort of you know spy films of yesteryear but it's it's just super cute super funny and um yeah i reckon it's going to be one of the the best new animes to come out this year when it's all said and done so uh yeah can't get enough of Mm. that but uh listeners if you can't get enough of us head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit where you can support us monetarily for the low low price of one dollar per month get you exclusive access to content giveaways and more if you want to get some merchandise on your person you can obviously head over to shop8bit.net to get the latest and greatest of tees hats hoodies and everything else in between humble brag but i think it's just about the best pop culture or gaming merch store in the land some really really great designs by some very very talented artists and you've still got a couple of days so uh, by the time this episode comes out you'll have a few more days left to get in on our april giveaway where you can win yourself an adg1 gaming headset courtesy of our friends over at audio technica to go in the draw all you need to do is drop us a message on the socials or hit us up with an email hello at 8bit.net with the code word miss hart what was that code word Halo. That is exactly right. It is Halo. So uh, H-A-L-O, drop that into our messages or an email to go in the running to win an ADG1 gaming headset and a couple other little uh, bits and pieces from ourselves here at 8-Bits. So uh, winner will be announced on episode 281 of THG and also broadcast on those socials as well. But Miss Hart, what do you say we get into some news? Let's do it. This week's news headlines. All right, and the first uh, the first thing I want to throw at you, it's going to be mm. something different. I don't know if you did a bit of research and maybe Googled this quote to, to get the inside track, or if you're going in blind. Going in blind. Ali, if I was to say to you, this is a quote, this has uh, been doing the round this week. I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, what I would be referring to or whom I would be referring to, and then we can expand mm. it out into the story itself. And the quote goes... I have all the time, all the money, and, and all the resources to burn them all to the fucking ground. Who or what would I be referring to? Now, like, I read this, and I'm like, is it gaming related? Cause it is me, gaming related. Oh, it is gaming related. Yeah. So yep. did, the only thing, to me, it sounds like, because at first I was like, is this like a Game of Thrones shit? Um, but 
I'm assuming, because we are relatively a gaming podcast, that it had to be gaming related. But the attitude mm-hmm. is very entitled. So, like, I'm assuming it's, like, maybe, like, some celebrity or something like that that maybe got, like, banned off a game or something. Or maybe their likeness was used or something. Or, I don't know. Like, I remember when Lindsay Lohan tried to sue um, for the GTA. Oh, for GTA screen. for five, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. But that, that's... That's what I'm thinking, but I, I wouldn't have a clue, like, who the celebrity would be. You're on the right train of thought. Really? Think of a celebrity from that that group or that social circle like Lindsay Lohan. So, similar similar world, just, reality just star. Yeah, reality asterisk star. beside that. One of the biggest, one of the biggest celebrities in the world, you could say, from a very large, successful family now. Oh, what? Is it a Kardashian? It is a Kardashian. It is a Kardashian. So that was Kim Kardashian saying, I have all the time, all the money, and all the resources to burn them all to the fucking ground. Is she in a nudie game? It's to do with that. Um, it's it's really? weird. I, I never thought I'd talk about a nudie game in conjunction with Roblox because uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian has threatened to sue Roblox after a game claiming uh, after a game claiming to offer an unreleased sex tape appeared on the platform. So obviously, with oh. Roblox, the community can make so many uh, player made games and do their own things yeah. and, and put all kinds of creepy weirdness in. And yeah. uh, one of them uh, used Kim Kardashian's face as clickbait while claiming to have unseen footage of a sex tape featuring the star. So uh, old Kimmy K, um, who actually found out about this advertisement from her six-year-old son, Saint, who was oh, playing the game and sort of no. said, Mommy, what are you doing on here? You know, what are you doing on my Roblox? I mean, the kid's going to grow up soon enough and find out about his mum, but... Yeah, that's that's bad. That's not just for her kid, but like if if kids are seeing it on a game that's relatively meant for kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. So on the back of that, Roblox has, has banned the developer of this game. Um and they've also denied like there was no ever never clicked through and there was a sex tape, it was just clickbait to get them through to I guess try and buy the game that they actually had in the back end there, but uh, yeah, the developer's been canned. Roblox has turned out, turned around, and said there is no video on our platform. Kim K, please do not sue us for all the money. <laughs> We're very, very sorry. Let's be friends. So uh, yeah, that was old uh, Kimmy Kardashian talking about burning everyone involved in Roblox to the effing ground. I mean, that just means that they need to moderate their shit a bit better. Like it didn't, it shouldn't have taken like a big celebrity threatening to sue you to say like, oh, maybe we should make a safer space for people, like, for their exactly. kids. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, we're shifting gears a little bit to something that still is a little eyebrow raising, but for different reasons. And uh, this past <laughs> week, Sonic Origins was announced and it's a compilation of four remastered Sega classics. It's due out on the 23rd of June for Nintendo Switch. PC via Steam and the Epic Game Store, as well as PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S slash X. Included are remastered versions of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic CD, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, where you can play Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles. Some of the additional features in the bonus editions are a little cheeky, however. Pre-orders get the Start Dash Pack DLC with 100 bonus coins and Mirror Mode unlocked from the start. The Premium Fun Pack... Also included in the Digital Deluxe Edition includes, in quotes, character animation in the main menu and camera controls over the main menu islands. Um, there's a graphic that has been doing the rounds mm. in conjunction with these five different modes where depending on the oh, five different editions, I should say, where depending on how much money you lay out for said edition, you get access to very rudimentary features you think should be available in, in all these games from the jump. But um, no, you gotta you got to pay the piper to get some of these extra things, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, I already saw Devolver sort of have a little shot based on uh, Trek to Yomai with the additions and, and the price points. And it's like, no, you get everything. Like, took this graphic and just like ticked all the boxes for the release, you know, saying that we're not dodgy like you, Sega. But... Uh, yeah, Sonic Origins 
Uh, you're the resident sort of Sonic superfan here. How do you feel? Are you as perplexed and confused as I am about all these additions and what you do and or don't get? Yeah, like you actually tagged me in the initial announcement post, which like I was pretty excited about. Um, but then soon after, like everyone kind of started throwing this graphic around on like the different additions that you can get and what you get and what you don't get kind of thing. And it's weird. Like the graphic in itself mm-hmm. almost looks like it, like it contradicts itself. Like I'm wondering if they tried to make it so like only fans of certain things about the game don't have to order a specific version because there's one here where it's the the music pack and then it's like that's that's the only thing that's ticked under it so yeah that that's yeah the oh, classic music maybe, pack only no that doesn't make sense i'm just wondering because it also doesn't say you've you have to buy that you have to buy the classic music pack on, on top, top of, of the, the game, standard yeah. edition okay there we go but yeah like it is it's a messy kind of um graphic and then it just it looks like you're missing out. It looks like they purposely took the game and then separated it for an extra buck. Yeah, like even even things the ones that sort of stand out the most to me is hard missions are only available in two of the four game editions themselves. You can only get hard missions in the premium fun pack or the digital deluxe edition. Mirror mode is only available in start dash pack which is an which is an add-on to to those sort of base editions. And then there's obviously things like um yeah, the character animation in the main menus is only available in some of the versions or some of the packs and not the others. It's it's just very bizarre. Like I don't understand the logic that Sega had when they're like, you know what, let's break this up to to yeah, maybe make it more accessible to some, but in essence, it alienates more people, I think, or confuses more people. It confuses, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, we've we've been a, been around a while and, and we know game menus and purchasing of titles and this is still very confusing to me as far as, oh, I want the letterbox backgrounds, but it's only available in these packs or these expansions. I want to play the hard. Well, you can't play the hard off the standard edition. You've got to buy these packs to do it. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah. What are you doing, Sega? Tell it's me. It's all over the place. Like, it's kind of disheartening for me because I would just like to buy the base game because for the most part, everything in the game kind of looks like either, I think they're just like remixes of the previous games that they're, or previous levels that they've actually had, probably some mm-hmm. of the favorites, which I'm okay with. But the thing that I actually really liked was the animation that they added into it, the little animation scenes that you saw in the trailer. Um, but hell, I don't know how I get that. Do I get that in the character animation in the menu main menu or is it the character animation during music like like <laughs> i don't know what i'm getting anymore <laughs> i kind of if i saw a trailer i want to know what i'm getting yeah you'll need to buy the standard edition and then the premium fun pack because apparently fun is optional off that standard edition so you need to buy that or you just go straight to the digital deluxe edition i don't know if you get something that's called the deluxe like usually deluxe implies like this is the be all and end all but no according to this diagram like this graphic it's no you there's things you aren't going to get yeah, you don't get the 100 bonus coins. You don't get the mirror... Like, for the full-fledged, high-end version of this game, yeah, the Digital Deluxe Edition, you're still missing, missing three, stuff, of, yeah. three of the checkboxes from this graphic. And it's like, like, what are you doing? We don't even know that. Like, maybe this will be a case because they mentioned these bonus coins. Maybe these things will be possibly purchasable within the game, but you'll mm. need bonus coins or something for it. So maybe it's like if you buy this edition, then you don't have to worry about getting the bonus coins. You're just going to get it anyway. It's, I don't it's know. It's clear like, as mud, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Head scratcher. Mm. But you know what? The exciting thing is it's out like it's literally out in two months' time from today. So mm. we're recording on the 23rd of April right now, Saturday morning here in the AU, Friday afternoon for the rest of the globe give or take a few hours but uh yeah two months time this game will be available on every platform uh, well this this compilation of four games will be available on every platform so uh yeah any any sonic fans out there can check that out and um luckily you don't have to pay extra to go fast you can just go fast from the get-go in the base game that's not a fun pack you need to add it's it's ready to go straight out the box so that's reassuring at least <laughs> maybe you don't maybe know. <laughs> we don't know 
one other thing we, we actually do know is um, a little little uh, nice little nugget that came through this week as well is Lost Boys Interactive, which is a studio who most recently worked on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and has also lent its talents to titles such as Call of Duty and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, has been officially acquired by Gearbox. So obviously mm. they're working hand in hand with Gearbox on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And it seems they've left such a great impression that uh, Gearbox has said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna buy you up, Lost Boys Interactive. Great studio name, by the way. Love that name. Great movie. Phenomenal. Great movie. And obviously, if we wanted to dot the lines and say, great group of kids in <laughs> abducted kids trapped in, in Peter an Pan. Angelus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there is some atrocities attached to their backstory, but now they're having a good time. They're having food fights. They're fighting pirates. Yeah, the, the 80s classic Lost Boys movie, though. One of the best vampire movies Fantastic around. vampire movie. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. Recommend. Great cast, too. My oh, God. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh. Yeah. Good times. Good and times. Ted? But, Isn't Ted? And Ted, Ted yeah, yeah, from Bill and Bill Ted, Ted fame. Ted? I always forget his real name, but it's like all you ever see him in is Lost Boys and Bill and Ted. And that's mm, it. And the two Corys. Yeah. Lest we forget for one of them. But, uh, yeah. Corey good Hayne? times. Corey Haim, yeah. Might be the one that's... That passed, but yeah, check out Lost Boys, the uh, the fantastic sort of uh, very moody, very punk rock vampire film. Uh, yeah, one of the goats, I think. It yeah, doesn't get enough good. love. Yeah, well, yeah, within circles, it's a top tier, but it might be a bit dated for other people, but we'll watch it anyway. Or wait till, you know, October and make it one of those kind of movies to watch. Did you Definitely. see? Did you see that um, Tales from the Borderlands? Got announced, or are I they, did talking see, about yeah. yeah, yep. And they said it's going to be a whole new cast of characters that are going to be uh, playing in there, so it's not going to tie to any of the existing lore from those those Borderlands games. So uh, that's good. exciting. Yeah, get to yeah. expand the universe a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. So Gearbox and all the subsidiaries attached to those games seem to be definitely firing on all cylinders at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good to see. Um, shifting shifting tone to a different studio and a different uh, premise here. Uh, back in January, obviously Hazelight Studios acclaimed It Takes Two was revealed to be getting the film and television adaptation treatment, and it's now been reported Amazon will be handling development of the movie with Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, potentially set to star. That's according to Variety, which reports that It It Takes Two movie is now set for, in quotes, priority development at Amazon, with DJ2 Entertainment still producing the movie, and Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Productions, known most recently for Jumanji and Jungle Cruise, also on board. Johnson will apparently serve as a producer, and Variety says its sources claim Johnson may also star in the movie, although nothing is official as of right now. As in the game, it takes two's film adaptation being penned by Sonic the Hedgehog movie writers Pat Casey and Josh Miller will follow the adventures of May and Cody, a human couple preparing to divorce, who are forced to work together after being turned into living dolls. So, we've got the It Takes Two film well underway. Mm. Uh, they've moved pretty quickly on this one. Like, uh, yeah, we only we only sort of announced some news on this one a couple of months back, and now Amazon have sort of green lit and also fast tracked this sucker. Yeah, I'm wondering, is this going to end up looking a bit like Tim Burton esque? Would you say, like, with the dolls, are they going to lean into it and try mm. and do maybe some stop motiony vibe, or what do you reckon this is going to look like? I I think it's probably just going to be straight CG. CG's like steps and miles ahead right now yeah, uh, like true. maybe maybe they will do stop motion i just know that stop motion is like it's a it's an art form like it's definitely extremely difficult and the payoff is gorgeous but it does take time but yeah i could just see this being cg uh, like the story the st- <laughs> i haven't played the game but from what i've heard the story is pretty depressing right yeah yeah it, it's it's a heavy hitter and yeah, like I know that like we we just sort of had a very compressed synopsis as far as how the game like what the game storyline is. But yeah, like it really leans into the the emotional hardship and, you know, divorce and falling out of love and, and all that other like real world conflict that mm. many relationships go through. And then to see it sort of juxtaposed against this like quirky, whimsical Oh no, now we're turned into dolls and you know there's a whole story attached to it as far as as far as that emotional push and pull but I'm wondering what tone this film's going to take. Like obviously we see Pixar and Disney 
they tread a tightrope as far they as cute and funny yeah. to really emotionally draining and, and pulling at those heartstrings. So maybe they'll sort of lean into both sides. But mm. I'm I'm intrigued by this, and I think I think this could work. I think this could work if it's if it's written well, like the the dudes behind. Sonic the Hedgehog, they seem to know how to write a pretty decent movie. The Sonic yeah. films are doing well and it's adapting from, from console to screen, as is this. But um I'm I'm intrigued. I'm uh, I'm not poo-pooing this idea. I think this could actually be be a good watch when it yeah. when it hits our screens, big or small. Um Australia's John O'Peck, he he um when we were talking about it in our little group chat, he kind of um pointed out of what the tone could be and he kind of suggested it would be like a mix of Jumanji and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And I thought that that was probably really like hitting the nail on the head on what the what to expect, what kind of vibe they'll probably go for. I like that. I like that. And then just a little bit more emotional way. Maybe some of like the tone. I'm sorry. Did you just say Honey, I Shrunk the Kids wasn't emotional? It was in a way. I do miss Rick Moranis being on the screen as well. But... um. Yeah, I, I would not be upset about that at all. Seeing these big, these big worlds, like our worlds, obviously, yeah, giganticized for these these little doll characters. But um, mm. yeah, I'm I'm curious to see it. And it sounds like we're not going to have to wait overly long for this thing to hit the screen. Maybe this is going to be out sometime next year. Yeah, Amazon knows how to push things through pretty quickly. Hence, why I yeah. think it's probably going to be CG. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, maybe, maybe they're going to acquire some of the. The people that just got fired from Netflix's animation arm due to, uh, Oof, you know, their, yeah. their share price falling out the ass this past this past week. So mm. uh, there's probably a lot of people looking for work, and I and I I know I sort of said that in a lighthearted tone. It's it's horrible news, but hopefully opportunities like this might might keep them keep them in some employment and keep them busy and out of trouble because uh, yeah, no one ever wants to hear about someone getting fired for something that's out of their control. Yeah, know? just greedy yeah. people. Greedy, greedy indeed. All right, so shifting tone, the the next bit of news. Uh, Amy Henning, she's taking another shot at making a Star Wars game. Announced this week, Skydance New Media um, have said a new deal is in place with Lucasfilm Games to create, in quotes, a richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story in the legendary Star Wars galaxy, end quote. And then we've got a line here from Amy Henning. She's saying, I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indelibly. Yeah, so Amy Henning has then gone on to say, I'm elated to be working with Lucasfilm Games again to tell interactive stories in this galaxy that I love. So Henning first worked on the franchise when she joined Electronic Arts way back in 2014 to head up development on a Star Wars title at Visceral Games. After years of work, EA shelved said game and shut down Visceral entirely in late 2017. Henning left the company soon after. So this is the second narrative-driven action-adventure game with an original story that Skydance is working on with Lucasfilm's game's owner Disney. The developer last year announced another such project that will be set in Disney's Marvel Universe as well. The end of EA's exclusivity deal for Star Wars has resulted in a proliferation of high-profile projects set in the sci-fi franchise. EA is continuing to work on a number of Star Wars titles through its Respawn and Bioware Austin Studios arms, but they will also be joined by an open-world game from Ubisoft, a Xenia Air Arena shooter for mobile and Switch called Star Wars Hunters, and obviously Quantic Dream's Star Wars Eclipse. Mm. So, boy howdy, do we have stories from a galaxy far, far away coming in thick and fast. But um, I guess it's nice... For Amy Henning, you know, at this stage, touch wood, they don't do what happened to, to Visceral um, with this relationship with Skydance New Media. But mm. uh, it's nice that it feels like this is almost like a childhood dream for her to finally be realized the second go around, fingers crossed. Yeah. And like, it's good to read that with um, the concept or the idea that she's kind of running with is featuring an original story in the legendary Star Wars galaxy. So it's good that we are probably hopefully not going to see all the mainline characters that we're used to and hearing about all their bs that we always have had to hear within the movies and she can have the option of just taking the very vast universe galaxy um and you know build up a story within there and um you know the ter terminology of being richly cinematic um makes me excited it means like for me i would hope that means we 
quite possibly will get very detailed graphically environments and such which is usually a big deal for me when it especially when you have access to a galaxy of unique worlds and environments and such so get me immersed in there i'm just hoping stay far far away from the skywalkers stay far far away go a thousand years either side like go far far away from the stories that we we get broadcast all the time and you know that's no shot to those stories they're great and they've got their place but they've like, got their place yeah let's go somewhere new like avoid fucking tatooine avoid hoth avoid all the mainline planets that we see day in day out in every other film and game and things like that and yeah let's let's sort of have a little reset like yeah like as you said like this is such a vast vast universe that they could explore but they just constantly go back to the well and they're like you know what we put a little vader scene in here the audience gonna be popping like yeah that's all good but like let's go fresh let's go other directions and get excited and yeah explore something that's that's lesser known to to the common fans so no deserts please (laughs) yeah yeah no deserts no no snow like yes Get away. Stay away from Tatooine. Stay away from Hoth and, and some of those other uh, planets that we all know and, and love for various reasons. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like, uh, they've, they've got a lot of Star Wars games on the churn at the moment, like through Respawn, Bioware, Ubisoft, Xenia, Quantic Dream, and now, obviously, the Skydance New Media uh, partnership as well. We have got Star Wars games coming for the next decade and a half it feels like at the very least so that's good but yeah new stories please how curious curious is it that we have all these um different studios like completely different studios like doing their own like little thing and it's almost like a battle for who can do the franchise well like you know you're you've all been given a an assignment like let's see (laughs) who gets an a plus because you know you're only as good as the you know the next person's work so you know if skydancer kicks ass or respawn kicks ass and they might make you know the quantic dreams already make themselves look bad for other reasons but (laughs) you know any of the other studios you you know you're only going to be as good so it's very curious very strange like obviously respawn nailed it with their their most recent um foray into into the star wars universe and i think mm. that's what kept that dotted line connection between star wars and ea together because ea had that that exclusivity deal for for years and that that hamstrung a lot of other studios that couldn't that probably had great ideas for star wars but like sorry we're, we're tied in with electronic arts but yeah now seeing like yeah quantic dream they're a very divisive studio for you know, a whole host of reasons. We don't need to get into the semantics about, um, you know, how much bad shit goes on in the background. I think we've sort of unpacked that a lot over the years, but they do make a good narrative. They do make a good dream, uh, a good game with great mechanics and heavily emotional weight attached to those choices. So having mm. those types of things in a Star Wars game, I'm I'm intrigued by. Ubisoft, are we going to get something like big vast open world like we see with assassin's creed and, and titles like that so i think we're going to get very different star wars flavors over the coming years and uh, i'd be hungry star wars. <laughs> oh yeah i'm not sad about that let's go <laughs> i don't know far cry has been interesting the past few years yeah but um it's it's for for fans of games and fans of star wars because this this f- franchise transcends decades and decades and decades of history and and touchstones for, for various people it's, it's cool because there's so much that they can dig up and unearth and, and lore to explore so uh we'll see we'll see what happens we've got uh more star wars on the way in in every aspect so uh get excited obviously we've got uh the obi-wan kenobi show coming out very Ooh, very yeah. soon got another graphic from that released um today or yesterday mm. Yeah, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen. But Fingers I saw crossed. old uh I saw old Qui-Gon himself, Liam Neeson, say, oh, I'd be open to doing it, but I've only got interest in doing it in a film. I don't like television. Like it was just this like ego Shut up, Taken. Taken one, two, three, four, electric boogaloo. Shut up. Yeah. And so unless it's a film, we're not gonna see any any form of Qui-Gon back. Unless it's a ruse, unless it's a misdirection. Could be, could be. Um, and does like Disney tech? This, this is what I wonder about. Does Disney 
and own the likeness of like Qui Gon, so they could just make him a you know. A oh, they deep fake him, you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> they could. I, I'm I, assuming I wonder, so. I wonder. Can you own someone's face? Yeah. Oof. Oh gosh. Liam Neeson, you're too good for Disney Plus. Well, fuck you then. We're gonna digitize you in anyway. <laughs> like. Curious. Um, no, now you just mentioned like the deep fake stuff. I'm like, I'm wondering like where we're going to be in the future when it comes to like studios and using likeness and not necessarily paying a person for being in future things because contracts, etc. Oh, that's way too heavy to think about right now. But something yeah. interesting you kind of like planted a seed in my head to think about. That's very interesting. And even then, it's like to. You know, actors that that might suddenly pass away and things like that. Like, what oh. do they do? Where maybe the the films halfway through getting shot, or they've got sequels planned. Like, obviously, you'd have to get approval from the the deceased actor or the, the deceased talent's estate. I don't, I'd assume because they want some royalties yeah. off the back of that. But it, it gets it gets a bit funny. It gets mm-hmm. a bit um like, how you doing? But uh, that's the world we'd be living in. It's scary. It's getting to a very scary future. Mm-hmm. And and there's some brilliant deepfake studios or, or uh, creative artists out there. The, the skills that they have, like obviously you need a lot of computing power to make that stuff happen, but it is scary good how, how accurate they can make the look yeah. and feel and interact. And then like the the you know deep learning AI programs in the back that can then also then um you know replicate voices and the cadence and the tone and the pitch Mm -hmm. of how people speak so it's like yeah you could have died 50 years ago but if they've got enough little sound bites and photos they can make you live again in in 2022 and beyond which is insane it's kind of like that show you watched the one about where you die and Uh, uploaded Yeah. yeah yeah we live on forever and ever and ever and ever you know as they say once it's on the internet it ain't ever disappearing, and um, that's that's more more true than ever these days. Yeah, send me but to lots the of Star Wars coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more Star Wars be coming. But um, yeah, I just wanted to to end, kind of sort of like uh, like trial a new idea mm. here, and um, I'm I'm calling this. It's 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 not very. Like the the title, it's very much work in progress. I should have tried to come up with something witty, but um, I just wanted to know, Miss Hart, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on the news regarding the rumor that's both Sony and Microsoft and no doubt a lot of the other uh, primary developers out there are considering placing ads in their assortment of free-to-play titles. So, uh, yeah, there's there's been a couple of things picked up around the internet this past week where Microsoft and Sony are looking to put in-game ads to uh, you know help developers generate a little bit more Johnny Cash for the games that uh, they're playing. You know, like you look at Fortnite, for example. We don't pay a cent to play Fortnite, but what if in between matches they pumped up an ad about Pepsi Max or you know brand XY? Would that be a detriment? Would you want to stop? playing those games or would you go you know what i get it i haven't i didn't buy that crazy doom demon glider skin so i'll watch this advert for 30 seconds and then get into the next match like where do you set are you thumbs up on this idea or are you thumbs down on this I can't, i'm thumbs down like i understand the idea that like hey it's a free game you know you should just you know be accepting of whatever they put in it because you're getting a game for free it's like yeah but i didn't i didn't make that decision to make the game free the studio did so and because we've now been blessed with like a lot of games that have come out free like and it's usually within these like battle royale the battle royale bubble i guess mostly those ones are free right yeah like i i i the second i start seeing an ad for like g fuel or sprite or whatever because i thought about it i'm like what happens if they do it and it's like you know how in some of these games they've got like billboards and banners and such like that in the background and then they put ads on that i'm like does that bother me because it's not it's not obstructing my game it's not stopping me from playing i can look away if i don't want to look at it 
that was going to be my 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 follow-up question because that's one of the other avenues that they're both allegedly looking at so you could be running around tilted towers and you look up and there's a there's a banner for erectile dysfunction medicine that you can pay because perfect tilted towers and erectile dysfunction that's great (laughs) didn't plan that out it just came out that way (laughs) after taking the erectile dysfunction medicine obviously but uh yeah would, would that give you more of a thumbs up potentially where it's subliminal marketing almost where it's in the background left of center it turns like my thumbs down because if, it, if it's straight up just like throwing it in my face like not nah, you have to watch this ad you have to watch this ad then it's straight thumbs down um because what i'm linking this to is like the similarities in twitch right so twitch slowly 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 started throwing ads into streams whether a streamer wanted it or not um and if you're not a sub you you get ads so um and all i know now from that experience and that change is is i'm less likely to watch new streams because i'm getting hit with like two ads before i can even check out a new stream you know so like just having these ads just pushed into me burdened my experience and changed everything about how i took in that piece of media now having it in a game where it's going to come up and like you know get in my face I mean, it could do this exact same thing and just tarnish my experience and I probably don't want that. But like I said, like if if it's if I'm playing my game and there's an ad in the corner that's not interrupting my game, like I said, I can look away from it, I cannot pay attention to it, then maybe. Maybe that's fine. Like, um, maybe that's not as bad. But my bottom line is, is like, if you decide to make a game free and, you know, you're heavily cosmetic focused, then, I mean, that's, that's, that's where your revenue is meant to come in, right? Like, you can't make a game free and say like, well, you owe us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going down that mobile gaming platform heavily where you download a free to play mobile game and you get inundated with ads you're like i'm gonna make i'm gonna do this move and then i'm gonna do the follow-up and it's like okay did you move now here's an ad for generic product or generic game xy watch that scroll through and then you do your next one and it's it's starting to follow that mold and it's terrifying like there's this is just me you know hypothesizing what could happen down the line but imagine like you're playing these games and you get like a subtle pop-up in the in the top right corner like a a rotating ticker of, of various ads starting to sort of scroll and things. It's like, where do, where does it end? I feel once this floodgate is opened, like you said with the Twitch stuff, they gradually snuck these ads in. And now even with contracted Twitch streamers, uh, they have to, like obviously the plans vary from, from contract to contract, but some of the contracts I've seen for, for partnered Twitch streamers is they have to play a minimum of four ads per hour as per the twitch guidelines so that gets baked in irrespective of of if they want to or not otherwise they can be susceptible to having some of their money docked they can get lesser uh sub splits and things like that so yeah it's becoming forced down the pipe from the top all the way down to the consumer and i worry that sony and microsoft down the line they start fine. It's like, oh, it's just one ad. It's just one billboard. It's fine. You know, I love Mountain Dew and I love it even more because I just shot that guy and, you know, I got a cool screenshot because there's a do the do graphic in the background on a billboard or, or whatever bullshit. It's like, but it is that subliminal marketing. It is very predatory in, 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 in its subtlety because it's, you know, it gets stuck in your brain. Like if you're playing Fortnite all day and you see this same mountain dew graphic or erectile dysfunction what you know whatever whatever brand it is that's on these billboards or getting flown or sky written in the clouds or whatever you see that for six hours a day naturally after a few days you're gonna be like fuck i really feel like fucking mountain dew or maybe i do need to get my erectile dysfunction sorted you know whatever it is i know i need to get mine i know i know it's, <laughs> it's a very touchy subject but uh <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's it's gonna embed itself into players psyche over time so it does get a little a little dicey so yeah. there's gonna they're gonna have to regulate this somehow like no doubt the various 
governing bodies will come in and, and this could vary country to country as we've seen with loot oh, boxes yeah. and stuff that's actually so, that's a good point and mm. you'd think with the branding it would probably be localized to the region like you know i play on the the oceanic servers so my marketing is probably going to be different to the marketing you see in the u.s because True. there's no point globally advertising brands that might only be available in specific regions so it's going to be it's going to be a slippery slope and i'm worrying for those free-to-play games that it's going to open the floodgates and then these free-to-play games i'll probably weave in something on the back end where it's like instead of the battle pass maybe it's a monthly subscription to make it ad free then you know so they're going to sneak in all these little things to make all the money and you know business at the end of the day you want to make money right but there's other ways to go about it than this so i'm thumbs down i'm thumbs down Fortnite already has that like little monthly subscription battle pass thing that they've got going on where you pay a certain amount a month and it just you know it gives you this 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 and that that's so, and that's 17 dollars australian a month a month and so i could only see them way weaving it in and being adless gameplay or something like that like already kind of like planting the seed in there and so people could be like well you know i'm getting this and this and that with it as well so and no ads so yeah okay i'll do it now i'll pay for it now yeah they'll they'll these studios you know especially with like war zones they'll, they'll dangle these carrots where it's like if you buy this certain skin it'll be ad free for the month or yeah you buy the battle pass or the friend part you know whatever they're going to call this thing they'll yeah. they'll weave in a little surcharge to avoid these ads blasting you as you play but uh yeah i'm i'm thumbs down at the moment you with me you thumbs down too yeah i'm, I'm definitely more on the side of thumbs down yeah, listeners, are you thumbs up or thumbs down regarding the uh, alleged advertisement coming our way in certain free-to-play games from Sony and Microsoft? Uh, and, and from what I've seen on some of the news articles, they're looking to potentially roll this stuff out by the end of the year. So uh, we'll see what the strategy is. We'll see what the, the market feedback is once this yeah. comes out. And if they pull it pretty quick... Or if they have to go back to back to the uh, the, the, the boardroom and, and retool, yeah. So, yeah. But we're both thumbs down, uh, listeners. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Let us know. We'll chuck it on the socials, and uh, yeah, you can you can respond there because it'd be very curious to get a bit of a temperature check from the listeners to see if you're in or you're out. You know, are those mm. thumbs up or are they down? So, uh, let's get moving into this. New releases and events. All right. We've got a uh, a pretty good assortment of stuff dropping this week. Uh, if we're going to look at it from a TV or streamer perspective, obviously Halo Episode 6 is out on Paramount+, Plus. Moon Knight Episode 5 on Disney+, Plus. That Dirty Black Bag, which is a show I haven't mentioned on here yet, really, 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 really good gritty Western on AMC+. Plus. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I had no idea what that name <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it could be anything, but um, yeah, Dominic Cooper's in it, who most recently played um, the, the lead in The Preacher. Uh, Travis Fimmel, who obviously played Ragnar Lothbrok in mm. uh, Vikings. He's, he stars in it, and he also has uh, written and produced it. Really, really cool, gritty, violent, Western, really well shot. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, I've really been enjoying that so far. Barry season three drops yes. on binge this week. Yes. Which we are both excited for. One of, one of the most underrated shows of the last few years by a good margin. Yeah. Well, like there's a good chunk of us that obviously know it's an amazing show and definitely taken it on. But like, um, I still think there's a lot of people out there that may not understand how wonderfully like unique and great it is, especially just seeing Bill Hader in such a dark sometimes funny but mostly dark role like it's mm -hmm. it's pretty it gets pretty violent so that's really good it's really it's really good really really, well really good great cast and, uh, it's a phenomenal cast. it's just so well written and it's such a unique interesting concept but it hooked me from the jump and i think it was the same with you like those first few episodes i'm like i'm in let's go and as you said bill Hader crushes it mm -hmm. crushes it in this show uh, we also get uh, the second part of season four of Ozark dropping this week. Uh, we'll see what Marty Bird and his family's up to. Obviously, laundering money for the Mexican cartel and everything else. Great show. I love me some Ozark, and I'm looking forward to binging that um, that entire part two for season four next week. I weekend. did not know that's what that movie uh, that show was about. It's really good. It's like. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's a lazy comp, but if you enjoyed Breaking Bad, I think you'll enjoy this. Hmm. You know, normal everyday man, desperate times happen, desperate measures are taken, doing what he can to support his family, gets involved with some heavy hitters, yeah. Mexican drug cartel, just, just and it's really good. And um, Jason Bateman, I love him. He's he's great in this show. He and, is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. As far as f- movies coming to the big screen this week, obviously we had a heap of awesome films drop last week and uh, I'm going to go check out The Northman and uh, that Nick Cage loose biopic this weekend. Um, so I'm looking forward to reporting back on that next week. But uh, any any period piece aficionados out there, we've got uh, Downton Abbey, the new er- a new era coming to the big screen. I could not give a rat's ass about Downton Abbey I know a lot of people love it, and even like that uh, Bridgerton as well. Like- oh, yeah, everyone's been talking about that Bridgerton one. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, nothing really uh, draws me to those shows. They might be fantastic. They might be bloody great, but yeah, nothing about them really draws me in, which I guess is just the contrast to us saying, like, some people don't even know what Barry is, though. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So so we're not going to cast cast any stones here, but, uh, yeah, any any Downton Abbey fan? I don't even know what they call the, the Downton. Are they Downtoners? Are they... Abbeyists, I don't know. Whatever you call yourselves out there, Downton Abbey fans, a new era is coming to the Australian cinemas this Thursday. Uh, if you're looking for new games to play, as far as games that have either just come out the last day or so or coming out this week, we've got Ganraya 2, Hakuma Kajiro, Moonshot, A Journey Home, uh, Neptuna X, Senran Kagura, Ooh, which shit. is uh, making its way to the Nintendo Switch. So spicy handheld action there. Uh, yeah. Dune Spice Wars is coming this week. Galactic Civilizations 4, The Serpent Rogue, Zombie Army 4, Dead War on the Switch, Abyss Memory, Fallen Angel, The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition coming on all platforms, Vampire the Masquerade, which is their uh, Battle Royale version of uh, Vampire Bloodlust Weirdness coming out this week on PC and PS5, Mm. Arise, A Simple Story, making its way to the Switch, Bug Snacks, as well as that new DLC coming out this week, obviously on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Cities VR uh, Quest is making its way. Uh, Cities VR is making its way to obviously virtual reality, primarily on the uh, Oculus Quest. Kaiju Wars on the PC. Rico London, Rogue Legacy Two. Yes. Sherlock Holmes, The House of the Dead 4, which is that uh, remake collection that's popping its way onto everything, Trigon Space Story, Libertalia, and the last one, which I think a lot of people is going to get excited about, and it's getting a lot of positive press as far as early hands-on and early access, Nintendo Switch Sports is coming yes. out at the back end of this coming week as well. So uh, a lot of good stuff plenty here. of games. Plenty of games. Yeah. Anything you're gonna jump into this week? Obviously, bug snacks and probably Rogue Legacy too. Um, I loved the first Rogue Legacy, so um, the Rogue Legacy two is probably just gonna be even greater and even more polished. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have a look at um, bug snacks. So I, 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 as I said on last week's podcast or the week before, I've I've got it, but I've yet to play it. So I'm looking forward to jumping into bug snacks for the first time, and yeah, I'll probably try and get new. into. Nintendo Switch Sports as well. See mm. what all the uh, the fuss is about there. But let's uh, jump on over to this. Tweet of the week. And this tweet, hot off the internet press. Um, at time of recording, this tweet's been out for maybe six hours or so, give or take. Um, this comes by <laughs> way of at Nintendo America on Twitter. And it says, Ink coming! Exclamation points. Platoon 3 splashes down on the Nintendo Switch on the 9th of September. Uh, and you can also get a look at the game with this fresh Turf War gameplay. Obviously, pre-orders are available on your various uh, websites, wherever you are in the world, EB Games, so on and so forth for here in Australia. But yeah, at Nintendo America, announcing that Splatoon 3 is making its way to us on September the 9th around the globe. And if you want to see some some current gameplay, check out that Turf War clip. So uh, just head on to at Nintendo America on Twitter and uh, check that video out. You excited for this, Miss Hart? I am, but, you know, we initially, were, I can't remember, it was the start of the year and there was like, what are you looking forward to? And I said, I want a date for Splatoon. And then it was like one of the first things that they're like, summer this year. And everyone and everyone's like, well, at least, you know, you know, it's coming out summer. 
September <laughs> is the very, very last month. So, you know, they got us. It's definitely... Is that, that's not summer, isn't it? Isn't that... It's summer, autumn? right? June. June, July, August. That'd be your oh, summer. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking probably more like... It's still hot. It's still, okay. like, hot. So... I had to think for a second as far as the seasons and how. Yeah, no, I'm now you got me processing it. It's like you know, this is like some kindergarten grade stuff here, and I've completely now forgotten what the seasons are. It's December, yeah, January, so it's February is summer, winter. Summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is the confusing part about living on opposite sides of the world. Uh, it's winter. Yeah. March, April, May. And then June, July, August would be your summer or our winter. Uh, I guess so. Is, yeah, no, they technically up. Nintendo lied to us all when they mm. said summer at the start of the year. I mean, tech, by the way, like where I'm at, it's still summer. <laughs> like, yeah, like it, temperature. It'll, still be nice. it'll be nice and warm. <laughs> it's out in the warm months. We'll just say that. But oh, yeah, yeah, 9th of September. So we've got another another big title officially announced for that that sort of back half of the year. Mm. And uh, yes, yeah, Platoon Three incoming on the September 9th. So get your pre-orders in today. I don't know if they're going to have any weird, obtuse, various um, additions you can order that might allow for animated movements in the menus and things like Sonic. But uh, yeah, get amongst that, Nintendo fans. But uh, listeners, that brings us to the end of THG 280. Miss Hart, you got anything else you wanted to say or shout out or are we just shutting this sucker down? Let's shut this sucker down. All right, listeners, uh, as we mentioned, let us know if you are thumbs up or thumbs down regarding the uh, free-to-play games uh, coming your way with adverts by the back end of 2022. But uh, yeah, this brings us to the end of episode 280 of THG. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. Those rating the reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, takes no time, costs no money, and means the world to us. But 8-Bit Nation... Until next time, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.